Indiana Jones, Indiana It's a podcast about Indiana Jones. Every movie, one minute at a time. Indiana Jones, minutes. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we use the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade to test the theory of maters before paters one minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Mart. <laughs> I'm Gerald Christopher. It doesn't matter because I'm not in this movie anyway. Porter. <laughs> and I'm Tasha Robinson, the film and TV editor for TheVerge.com. You are. And thank you for coming back, Tasha. I had to. It was the hair. We have to talk about the you hair. You had to come back for the hair. We oh, got yes, you with the hair. Yes, yes. Let's find out about that hair. That hair happens in minute 53. And minute 53 begins with Vogel yelling, enough, she dies, and ends with <laughs> Indy asking his dad how he knew Elsa was a nut. <laughs> asking him for the second time. Well, I mean, we'll get to that, but it, it's it's a weird beat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And is, did did Elsa tell Vogel that Indy would give in like this? Like, in other words, is this her plan or is this Vogel's plan or is this somebody else's plan? I think it's Elsa's plan. She comes across as, as clever. And also, like, they had to set that thing up on the moment. I think it, as soon as she, <laughs> as soon as they heard uh, gunfire and screaming and the sound of a single rose petal fluttering to the ground, <laughs> she, she, yeah. she threw herself into his arms and, like, threatened, threatened to kill me. Yeah. yeah. So has she has she been working this from the beginning? Like, did they have a dossier on on Indy before he even came over? And is like has never been with a woman. Like, she's like, okay, I'm, I know I'm, I'm going to play this guy, <laughs> and I know the way we're going to work it. And so this has all been leading up to this yeah. has been the plan all along. Could be. Yes. I'm not clear on the plan <laughs> yes. at this point. I like if she if the whole point was just to get the diary like why didn't she take the diary earlier like they already have henry yeah she's been hanging out with him this whole time why didn't she just walk off with the diary earlier in the film yeah and well, if, see, even if it's all kinda... like a ruse like why does vogel only seem to hold her hostage to get indy to disarm himself why doesn't he also say you know chuck the diary over here yeah and, it'll, and again, it's like a, it's like a movie thing. Like Henry, is, Henry, who we have zero reason not to trust, is telling us the audience that Indy's not listening, but we're listening that she's a Nazi, and that you know he should Indy should not trust her, and that she's fine. She's not going to get shot. She's a Nazi. So then, if the reason for Vogel not asking for the diary is so that she can go over there and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then take the thing, that's like not even like a reveal. That's not it. Like mm-hmm. we're already we're already like five steps ahead of Indy and Elsa. Because Henry just told us everything that's happening. So it's all a very weird, uh, it's weirdly, con- it's it's constructed as a movie scene and not like an actual thing that might be happening or something. Well, I think part of that must be intentional because it kind of sets up later in the movie. Like they, they learn now that Indy can be manipulated by threatening somebody he loves. And now mm. that'll have a much bigger payoff oh. later in the movie. So maybe that's. Mm. That's a good point. I mean. I think the whole like not asking for the diary thing is proof that this is not Vogel's plan. The mm. holding Elsa hostage wasn't, and he doesn't know what comes next. Mm-hmm. He's like, put down the gun, or the girl gets it, and he puts down the gun. He's like, uh, so logically, the girl doesn't get it. She's the one who has to take the step to go get the diary. Mm-hmm. 
when they arrived at the castle, then did Elsa tell Vogel, hey, look, he has the diary on him. I know he showed it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is is that what ha- is that what happened? Like so so Indy goes to save his dad by swinging, you know, and we have like a, what about I don't know two minutes. Did Elsa run out of that room, go get Vogel, <laughs> and say, "Hey, look, he, he, we're here. Hello," uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has the diary in his pocket. And sorry about the butler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about and sorry, but yeah. Well, they and, they and ha- then the, as you said. Like, like, and then, you know, they set this thing up, as you said, on the fly, Tasha. And then do they need to have Indy and his dad? I guess they don't just need the diary. They need the diary and they need both Joneses alive. It is possible that they decide that she decides that they need Indy because like Henry, Henry hasn't pulled it off. Henry's been looking for this thing for 40 years. They might need him to decipher the diary because maybe he's got crampy Mm -hmm. old man handwriting, but they don't necessarily (laughs) need the guy who couldn't find the thing. Whereas, you know, Indy got, got his hands on it and has Mm -hmm. been progressing a lot faster because so it could just be, you know, there's a lot of, of stuff going on in these movies. That's just let's follow Indiana Jones. Like from the first, first sequence of the first movie, let's follow Indiana jones who can figure out where these things are and then once we're there we'll take it off of them uh-huh. right although feels... swooping in and claiming it is easier than finding it yourself but it, it to me it feels a little bit like they would have had to script this a little bit in advance because like the way he shoves her towards him like it almost feels like they had to like they were sitting around rehearsing this while they while indy was in talking to his dad like <laughs> okay i'm gonna toss <laughs> you i'm gonna that. push you over and you grab the diary wait you toss me or i push you no 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 yeah well, it's because Vogel's seen the first movie. He knows how this goes. You throw me the gun, I throw you the woman. Right, right. Toss me the yeah. Elsa and I <laughs> throw you the book. It's yeah. like a, it's a weapon for, for whatever I happen to have. Like, that's the that's the Indiana yeah. Jones deal. Mm-hmm. I just, I, what's up with the the weird bar slide of the gun? Like, yeah. they, they make oh, a Oh, you know, I have a theory. I have a theory. Oh, really? Yes, because he throws it uh, across the table and it shatters the glass, and he does it with a lot of emotion, and it's it's all it's violent. Like he surrenders the gun violently. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> ironically, and I, I think that maybe is to show like Indy's really kind of sixes and sevens here. He doesn't know what's going on, and. I think that we're to believe that he's really, really in love. I think he is. He just, re- like, yeah. he kind of throws his hands up and he does it like, okay, okay, yeah, here. Like, Perfect. we know Indiana Jones. Yeah, when he's got, the, you know, when he's got a card up his sleeve, he's kind of like, he puts the gun down next to him. Or he'd put the gun down, but he'd sneakily, you know, pull out another gun or his whip or... You know what I mean? But in this, he really relinquishes all control. He's nowhere near this, the gun. Yeah. You know, he's completely vulnerable. I like that theory for explaining why there's glass there that that shatters, you know, because it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. bringing up the emotion of the moment. It doesn't explain why there's a big, hefty ashtray that doesn't break or get knocked <laughs> off of anything and why there's, right. a, why there's a newspaper there. Like, just visually, usually having something in the foreground like that means it's important, means it's a clue to something. And in a, in a movie, when you have a newspaper lying in the foreground and the camera moves to find it, normally that's because there's some information there that they want you to have. 
And everything about this shot says the ashtray in the newspaper, man. It's, I don't know. It's a clue. It's a key. It's something. No, it's it's just a bunch of stuff cluttering up that yeah. bar, I guess. Well, we do talk about the newspaper. Isn't the, didn't, didn't Indy's dad have the stats on marriage? Yeah. As yeah. the bookmark, was that a, was that a newspaper clip? Uh, it looked more like it might have been out of a book, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. And it was also from like ten years in the yeah. future or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but I wondered if that was supposed to be what the newspaper was doing there. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Because I noticed the newspaper too. <laughs> but building on what you said, Jerry, like Elsa, like after you know, Indy gives up the gun and Vogel tosses Elsa over to Indy, and she says, "I'm sorry," and he says, "No, don't be." And A, the lighting looks almost exactly like it did in Bespin when he's talking to Leia for the last time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like the sweatiness. Oh, yeah. And he says, when he says, no, don't be, that seems like the most compassion that Indy has shown to anybody in any of these movies. Like, I feel like that's his, that's his, the most vulnerable he's capable of being. And he's just doing something that he, he does because he really cares about her. See, this is, I'm that I'm thrilled you brought that up because my note is, it's really interesting and kind of strange to see Indy so tender. Mm-hmm. You know when he when he and uh, when, when he says no, don't be. And, and I, you know, I can count on one finger or none, maybe yeah. a stump, maybe a stump <laughs> of a hand. How many times I've seen Indy be tender? Right, and it, well, it, yeah, it's, like it's, it's frustrating just, that it happens at a time when he's being duped. He's like he's, he's yeah. he seems silly here and, and dumb because he's oh don't be I yeah. love you so much oh wait wait hey get back here why are you sitting with the Nazi all of a sudden and and there's these these sweeping John Williams strings uh-huh. in mm-hmm. the background that just indicate like Indy is actually in love that's pretty it weird. seems like he's definitely yeah he's in something because I don't I can't imagine if if Fogel tossed Willie at him he would have said no don't be he would have been. Well, I guess we're yeah. going to be a whole lot poorer. Mm, like he would have sure. had some kind of a wisecracker. Yeah. No, he would have ah, said, shut up, he would, Willie. He would have, yeah. <laughs> but you're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> he would have thrown her off the castle and in a puddle, and they all would have laughed, and Shorty would have said, like, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, <Fortune> exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's like I'm starting to put together that as much as we, you know, Tom, you talk about, like, why, why how come no one remembers Elsa at all in mm. these movies. You're like, oh, there's Marion. Oh, God. Then there's Willie. Jesus. And then it's like, oh, and there's, yeah, then there's his dad. Sure. Holy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how everybody, and I'm like, but if you're, if, if you're the directors or the writers, like mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, they're building this to look like, oh my God, Indy has found his one true love. She's an archaeologist and a field worm and she's not afraid to get her hands dirty uh-huh. and she's his, his uh, you know, his, his equal in terms of, uh, you know, s- historical smart stuff and pagan symbols. <laughs> <laughs> she knows about pagan symbols from the 4th or possibly 5th century. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like they're, they're showing Indy with this orchestration and the music and no, don't be. It's just like, whoa, this is getting heavy, man. Yeah. And I think that's what <laughs> really? makes this fake that that's what makes this fake out so powerful. Like I think this is the one in the movie that lands the most for me. And it, you know, she, you know, when she says you should have listened to your father, and then she immediately transforms. Like she becomes somebody completely different and she gets, you know, kind of coquettish and she smiles at him. 
And I think this is the part for me that it clicks that Elsa's really a bad guy. Like, but don't we I've, already I've know fully... that from like a minute earlier when Henry's well, saying like that character right there who Pete is talking about is a Nazi? I mean, I think he's supposed to come across as a, a bit of a daffy old man. Like we've we've seen him have his priorities in the wrong place, be completely confused by like uh, his son showing up out of nowhere isn't nearly as much a thing as this face. Like I, despite the smirk <laughs> on his face, I don't think we're necessarily supposed to take him seriously in that moment. And I, I, like Indy, Indy certainly doesn't. Well, well and the, the real irony of the whole scene is the fact that <laughs> how he knows that she's yeah. actually a Nazi is 100% the last, <laughs> yeah. you know, the last thing you would ever expect yeah. on how he would find out that she's a Nazi. Also, to be fair, I mean, you're right here, Tommy, but to be fair, we're watching the movie one minute at a time. <laughs> oh, totally. And yeah. it yeah. cut off immediately when you're like, oh, last minute, we just figured out. Right. It's like, but this is all unfolding within a few seconds, really, 10 or 15 seconds. Well, because she also kind of denies later that she really is a Nazi. But you can't really deny that she, like Indy here, is the most vulnerable he's ever been, and she just completely toys with him and then devastates him. I don't know. I I feel like he was a lot more vulnerable in the minutes we covered in uh, Temple of Doom, where he was, you know, (laughs) being mind raped, (laughs) getting whipped, getting strapped to a rock. I mean, here the moment the moment after she does her reveal, he once again, as he did in minute fifty one, he kind of turns to the camera, and it's. It's such a weird moment. Like he never yeah. fully makes eye contact with it. If he did, it yeah. would almost be a Looney Tunes moment. Just like, <laughs> oh my like God, a... can you believe what like... just happened? Elsa never sides with Nazis at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. I love how Elsa Elsa has this golden corona around her head. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. she absconds with the Grail Diary, yeah. and uh, she sort of retreats. Right. And, and, you know, I brought this up uh, before, like, like yellow means cowardice and betrayal. And, and it's interesting because when, as you said, Tasha, when Indy turns, he kind of turns towards us and there's that same, that same lighting is on him. And it's like, Mm. that's the moment he realizes uh, he's been so betrayed and the 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 light that's still coming through and it kind of illuminates his face with this yellow and you're like oh that's the sun because it stopped raining outside because the sun is actually illuminating the truth here Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he... Hey, don't I get like an A+. I laughed, uh, and I, I, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing at Tom's laughing. <laughs> I laughed, I cried, I agree I, with I, what you I said. Love it too. Uh, I, no, I agree with you. like he passes, he passes fr- freshman, <laughs> like arts... <laughs> arts symbology and, uh, classes. Filmography or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, symbology. Yay for his, The lighting on his face is, is weirdly consistent throughout these minutes. Like when he's in a room that's only lit by a white uh, like a bright white light on a desk he's still got red light on his face here he's standing <laughs> facing into the sunlight and he's still got a red light on his face and it's it, yeah. it's weird to me it's distracting because it's mm. obviously you don't like it's, it. it well it's meant to be symbolic but i yeah. i just i i get caught up in like what what exactly is the light source that is making two people standing right next to each other have completely different colors on their faces? Like, really what exactly are we seeing? Yeah. But he almost goes into shadow here. And I feel like, like, I love this movie, but I, I, I wonder, 
if if it, he had really gone completely into the shadow here and he had this had turned into a, a little bit different movie and he'd become a lot darker and grittier and vengeful would that have made this mm. movie could it have reached raider's level of of a great film we just flat out murders her at the end <laughs> <laughs> well i'm wondering pete it's, you said earlier on like way early on like like when we first started talking about uh, like sean connery in the credits i think that it was his that it was connery's idea that he slept with Elsa also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I'm like that, like that, I mean, I'm assuming that that's the only reason he knows that she's in, like, even in earlier versions of the script, like he, she, he wouldn't have known that she was a Nazi because he didn't sleep with her. Um, so like if he, if we'd had this whole scene without Henry saying, Hey, she's a Nazi. And we had no, like even just hint that maybe she was evil. Would that betrayal? I mean, it seems to work great for you, Pete. You're happy with it and you love uh-huh. it. But I, I'm, I'm wondering for myself, would that be more powerful and more like, oh my God, really? She actually, oh, geez. Like, it yeah. wouldn't even be, oh, she actually is a Nazi. You'd be like, oh my God, she's a Nazi. Like, you know. From yeah. what I've read about it, that was always in the script. It just, it happened at a later time. But uh, Connery, okay. Connery improved the line here and everybody laughed. So they decided to keep it. <laughs> like, um, it was, it was a, it, it showed up I mean, in a different part of the script and they ended up rewriting okay. it because of an ad lib that he did, that people responded positively. Oh, okay. But I mean, we, I, I, asked this i think last minute here uh and nobody answered me (laughs) is that like it really sets up a tension does he trust his father or does he trust elsa here and 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 i mean it's it's a whole new line or a whole new tension here that we would not have had and you could say oh he's going to trust his father and you're like uh, not necessarily. They're estranged uh his dad just berated him i mean he they don't really have a warm relationship and here Indy is all weird and doughy eyed and they're portraying him as just this, you know, this whole giddy as a schoolboy. not only about like his archeological digs, but about Elsa. Mm-hmm. And he really, really does not want to believe his father at all. I mean, at the point where he, he gives up, I mean, obviously he yeah. gives up everything and, and it's, you know, it's his downfall. So, I mean, I think this is entirely unintentional, but to me, I, I find it a little hard to take this uh, scene as seriously as I think the film wants mm-hmm. it wants me to because yeah. of her hair. She like <laughs> seriously. Well, you, you brought up the fact that you know she has this kind of golden corona around her, and, and the yellow is symbolic. To me, blonde hair in a Nazi movie just means we're trying to play up the the Aryan race. We're trying to play up the Aryan ideal, which at this moment, you know, mm-hmm. she very much fits. But at the same time, she looks like she's wearing the world's worst fright wig. You know, <laughs> Vogel's had his, his face all up in her hair. And I don't know, she looks like Lino and the Thundercats, like all of her hair is on one <laughs> side of her face in this weird big poof. Yeah. And she's trying to pull off this, I have betrayed you and I am a German villain. And it, I'm just thinking, get a comb, lady. <laughs> I look like Gene Wilder. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> she has that move when she uh, when she backs away from Indy and she's got the thing and she reveals herself to be a filthy Nazi. She kind of leans back against Vogel, and it always reminds me of Han Solo leaning up against uh, Chewbacca in Star Wars. <laughs> like just kind of like the, this this strong presence that he just kind of like fully trusts that he leans up against. I don't know if that counts as dream theory stuff, but it's uh I'm reporting it because I'm doing this movie. <laughs> <by minutes. laughs> well, you know, I joke about this, but this is the true official tale before Grail moment. Like just across the whole thing. We talked about it last minute, but this is this is it. 
You know, this is it. And, and it has consequences. And I don't know if we've seen it be this heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know. They're really, I mean, the directors and the writers are really throwing a lot of a, a lot of that message uh-huh. at us uh-huh. here. And, and I agree with you, uh, Tasha. It, it, you know, it might not play out as heavy as it's supposed to. Well, it does play out heavily when he turns to the camera. I mean, as I say, if, yeah. if, you, if like, he had made I, eye contact with the camera, it would have been silly. But as it is, <laughs> he's he is literally bringing his face around so we can see the depth of yeah. the pain that he's in. I, think, I mean, the one other time maybe I've seen Indy like this, maybe, is when Marion blows up. Oh, totally. Oh, see, yeah. That's yeah. What I'm, and this... he's like, which, by the way, Marion blew up. <laughs> yeah. Not to bring no, that no. up again, but I mean, when Marion blows up and dies yeah. he finds marion too later on but it's not the yeah same but no i think and i think that, what's like bugging me moment, about this scene yeah. and I, I i've been harping on like the henry's already tilt you know tipped the card that she's a nazi already for so it's not a big reveal but i think what's actually bugging me is like i like elsa she's nice but like they made out once like earlier this morning and big deal like i i don't think this moment is earned at all i don't think this is uh i don't think Indy might be shocked. He might be surprised. Son of a gun. That chick from earlier is a Nazi. <laughs> but like to, to be like cut to the core like this and everything, it seems a little goofy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that that's because you're right, Tommy. It it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. But no, it it doesn't work. It's it's strange that they choose. I mean, I get the message right. The message that Indy was he truly found love. I get. I don't know. See, that's but weird. no, if you if you look at all, however many there's three Indiana Jones movies. If you look at all of them, yeah, <laughs> you're like this is where and when you wanted to give us that message. Yeah. So you brought it's up weird. the, the fact weird. earlier that we've we've kind of got a bit of a biblical theme going on with the 40 years wandering in the desert looking for the grail. Like Henry spent his whole life looking and failing and not only failing, but failing in a way that's very biblically symbolic. Do we think there's a degree here to which the the problems that they're having are because the grail is about purity and the quest for the grail has to be about purity. And yet mm. he's been, you mm. know, dallying with this Nazi woman. His father has actually slept with her and couldn't find the grail. Is it just, is it because they're impure and they have to lose, they have to shuck off that connection in order to be worthy of finding the grail? Could be. I like hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Because, you know, women, I know. <laughs> women are terribly unpure and sinful and gross. They don't have to be Nazis really to be that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you went to my grave. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question about the next scene. Uh-huh. Uh, is, there any, is there a single note difference between this theme that we hear, this Nazi march, and the Trade Federation music from uh, Phantom Menace? <laughs> is there any difference at all? I'm actually dead serious. I don't even. I, don't know, I, don't know, I know, Jerry. Trade, you can sit yeah, this one. Go check your phone, Jerry. Music I'm, is, I have no I'm idea. Mercifully, <laughs> leaving you out of this. I don't want to drag you into this. <laughs> Maybe the accents here are a little better than the Trade Federation's accents. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, a little that's bit. Totally valid. I don't remember the Trade Federation having a a cool ass circle of swords on their wall. True. I like that sword. It feels like there's going to be like a knife throwing act coming up soon. Oh yeah, it looks exactly like a like an old school like movie knife throwing thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're gonna strap one of them to it and huck knives at it <laughs> until the other one explains where they can find the and it, yeah, why 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 didn't that happen exactly? 
I don't know. <laughs> we were robbed. Do you think Donovan decorated this, or do you think they just <laughs> this is kind of how it looked before they moved in? It's just standard castle stuff. See, see I'm wondering is yeah. is is this is this the armory or is it the mead hall? Or both, because it seems like a disaster waiting to happen if you combine your meat hall with the armory. I am not sure that meat halls came standard equipped with like giant olive green curtains. Right. That's just a, that's a really weird choice. Those are tapestries, aren't they? Tapestries have, tapestries have embroidery on them that tells the story of your people, you know, the the heroic deeds they've done. Apparently the Nazis have done no heroic deeds because their tapestries are completely undecorated. It's just a curtain. They're, they're blank. It's funny and weird when she, yeah, they all walk into this room and uh, the Trade Federation music is playing and Indy sort of like mumbles to himself and to the audience like this weird little dumb, ex- uh, trashing her own room and I fell for it or whatever. Like A, it's like, thanks Indy, we were watching the movie, we get it. But B, it's like, why is that the one like ruse of hers that he feels the need to explain to the audience or to his dad or something? Like, like it, it, that seems yeah. like a weird, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that line is there at all. No, I think it's just so either. they can do the who do you, you know. I she talks in her sleep. Yeah, Although that you was ad libbed. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But God, yeah. I just listened. Well, to how it are too, those connected? I just listened to it, and it it totally is the Trade Federation. <laughs> it's exact, like it's exact, exact. It is. That's what I thought. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. <laughs> is uh, what's Indy's dad thinking right now? Like as they walk in, it's like okay, so his son didn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. They're now taken prisoner. Yeah, he should be furious right uh, now. But you know what's interesting is he's very unemotional just throughout. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, pop- which I kind of like. That's why I, I I sort of believed when he was like, "She's a Nazi." No, uh-huh. don't let you go ahead, shoot her. It's all right. She's a Nazi, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, how come he's not shaking him or hitting him, or hitting him over the head?" He's like, no, look. He's just like that's kind of how he is. Like he's, like I said, he's eccentric and. He's pretty weird. Mm. He's just walking through. Like, what? Not, now he's what? Double captured? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> he's probably true. been you in this room I mean? four times it's already. Like I... He seems to literally <laughs> be doing an absent-minded professor thing here because Indy turns to yeah. him and says, how did you know she was a Nazi? And he's like, huh? And he's, yeah. and he's saying yeah. it again, which Correct. is just such a weird beat. Like, why why was it necessary to repeat that twice? Like if we're not yeah, if we're not gonna find weird. out where his brain is, like I I like to imagine that he's thinking back to that Ming vase and just like yeah you know now that I think about it like in the in the 14th century it was actually discovered the different <laughs> methods of porcelain accretion and he's like he's just completely somewhere else right now. No, I, see, I think I know where he is. I think he's thinking back about somebody. I think he's thinking back to how he knew she was a Nazi. Oh, uh, maybe that's possible because he asked it. He's like. Hmm. Like, like, oh yeah, yeah. Give That's me a minute. I don't know if he's. I think he's just kind of looking around. Yeah, he seems to be off in <laughs> like, space. Like he's not. Yeah, I wonder if this is where the food comes from. <laughs> yeah. Like, did they you mix know, the yeah. meat hall and the, and the? Yeah. Did they in the armor? Are we about yeah. to get yeah. mead? God, do I have to remember my drinking songs? <laughs> I don't think I know all the verses anymore. Crap! What comes after beer? 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 Tiddly beer? 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 <laughs> No, he's just—he seems a million miles away at this moment. Like Indy's yeah. looking around, casing the room, looking yeah. at the guards, and he's just looking off into space somewhere. It's well, weird. I mean, sometimes he he's totally I mean, daffy like that, and then other times he's like sharp as a tack. I guess like yeah. anybody's dad at a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I like that there's no difference between, you know, his demeanor at all, you know, if he's captured or liberated or recaptured mm-hmm. or <laughs> he's just kind of whatever. He's having a fine time. See, I still, I, yeah, he's I, having a I, don't feel, I don't know. I got a different impression from the scene in 3U. Like, I felt like he wanted him to repeat it because I think he's proud of what he's about to say. <laughs> like, I feel like, like, huh? like, I think yeah. I feel like that was a, that was an acted, huh? That's really funny. From what I've read about the uh, kind of the shaping of this script around Sean Connery, it really sounded like he was just perpetually like, and here's another cool thing I could do. And here's another cool thing that he could have done in the past. And like that he was the one who sort of said, well, everything that Indy does, Henry should have already done and done better. And Mm -hmm. like some of that is kind of building the tension that exists between these two men and the sense of competitiveness and like the the sort of sense of dependence, which we get just a little taste of when Indy first shows up and Henry says, Junior, and he's his his first response is, yes, sir. You know, that says a lot about Uh their old relationship. But I also just get the sense of, of Sean Connery standing around in the background going, can you make my character cooler? Cooler than that. No, right. even cooler than yeah. that. And like he can't take over the film in a kick-ass way because this is Indiana yeah. Jones' film. But he can just be like, well, I'm I'm too tough to be scared of Nazis. I'm yeah. too confident to not to fall for this Ilsa trick. I I've already I've already slept with her. I'm not falling for that. I was in Doctor No. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> oh we have a connery off there we go <laughs> you're a terrible son um speaking of terrible sons and daughters <laughs> hey, hey this just in from professor christy hey. porter <laughs> jugs before mugs <laughs> whoa <wait a> minute. <laughs> phallus before chalice god <laughs> she's been busy Oh, she's been busy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Delilah, Bathsheba, Salome. How biblical is it that Indy's Achilles heel is serpents and women? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. She's keeping it Christian-like. <laughs> it's a good Beaumont girl. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Wow, the snakes thing. Well, this is a big this look, we have debated this, talked about this for three movies and this is like the uh, you know, this is a big this is a big minute, a huge minute right here. And the way they're portraying it is like, oh my god, is Indy ever going to trust and love again? Who cares? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. It's, no, it's all right. I don't know. We have to see what happens. I guess we do. Now, who's the avocado? See? <laughs> just a big avocado. God. Sorry, That's what's fun. We, you know, we kick the avocado around on this show. <laughs> we do. Sometimes all the avocado references. Pete. All the yeah. avocado references are the pits, guys. <laughs> hey! Hey-o! That was beautiful. <laughs> that was. Um... Tasha. Speaking of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you say the magic word and the ducks come down. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Mr. Connery, for being here with us these past few days. <laughs> this has been excellent. It was my pleasure. Um, <laughs> why don't you please uh, tell everybody once more where they can find you in the world of the internets? 
Sure. I am the film and TV editor at TheVerge.com. I'm on Twitter at Tasha Robinson. And you can find me and some friends podcasting every other week at The Next Picture Show, where we take a current movie, compare it to an old movie that inspired it or otherwise rhymes with it, and see what the two films have to say to each other. Awesome. Everybody, oh, please wow. check that out. Yeah. Check out Tasha wherever you can find her, because she's awesome, as you know. Um, and please, uh, all you Indiana Jones people, uh, you should head over to uh, tpublic.com and find our Indiana Jones Minute uh, gear. You can get yourself some t-shirts, you can get a phone case, you can get uh, tapestries, you know, you can get it all. And it's all very cool with our <laughs> Indiana Jones in-jokes and stuff, and you'll look awesome. Um, and then you'll be all geared up to come back here tomorrow for minute 54 of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Do we have a betrayal bell? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we haven't needed one before, have we? Yeah, I don't know. We never one. love again bell? <laughs> <laughs>